You're listening to The Self-Advocate on CFRO Co-op Radio 100.5 FM with your host, Alison Klein. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Alisonmira. Eoch tanuyap. Kwiget Yuans kwiens na. Hi everybody, my name is Kwiget Yuans. I'm a member of the Squamish Nation and the Yagalanis Clan of the Haida Nation. You're listening to Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. We live, work, play, and broadcast from the traditional, ancestral, and unceded territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh Nations. This episode is going to be all about the International Day for Persons with Disabilities. I have asked some of my previous guests and my friends to talk about the International Day for Persons with Disabilities. But before we do that, let's play our theme song, Possibilities by Kihi Sarah.
The song you just heard is Possibilities by Key Sarah. Key Sarah is a mother-daughter duo from Ontario, and the daughter who is singing is on the autism spectrum. You're listening to The Self-Advocate on CFRO Co-op Radio 100.5 FM with your host, Alison Klein. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Alison Mira. This episode is going to be talking about the International Day for Persons with Disabilities. I have asked some of my friends who I have interviewed in the past as well about their thoughts and feelings about the International Day for Persons with Disabilities. My first guest today is Amy Amanti, who is a friend. She is also a podcaster, an actor, an artist, board member. She's a radio host. She does so many amazing, amazing things. She works with Accessible Media Inc., Vocal Eye, as a board member, she is a board member with so many different cool disability arts organizations. She is the accessibility coordinator for the Arts Club, and she contributes a lot and does so much for the Vocal Eye. Amy, mm-hmm. first off, thank you so much for being on my show again. You're welcome. Thanks for inviting me. What does the International Day for Persons with Disabilities mean for you? Mm, it's a big question. Before I answer that question, maybe I'll just offer um, a little correction um, in your opening, just so that um, I can update you on something, which is I am a founding board member of Vocalize, but I am their um, associate director now. So I'm a paid, oh. paid staff person. I have been for the last couple of years, but I am um, now in sort of a, like a co-leadership model of the organization. So that's been a fun uh, journey in the last couple of years. Um, but uh, to have representation of blind folk on the uh, on the leadership team is uh, really what, what the organization wants to wants to do. So we have that in place now. Um, so, yeah, International Day of People with Disabilities. So this is a tricky one for me personally, Allison, because I very much uh like that we have a day that acknowledges um you know the day was was uh um uh put in place by the un um and it was uh put in place to acknowledge you know um the rights of persons with disabilities it was put in place to acknowledge um what happens in terms of the benefit to society when people with disabilities are integrated into society when we have representation in society because there's a benefit to society as a whole when there's representation right what does it look like when we have folks um with lived experience of disability uh in our education systems in our uh medical systems you know working in our medical systems uh, who are uh, active in our arts landscape, who are, um, you know, uh, working in our, in anything that we do, right, or who are employed in our um, economic system. So this is a benefit to all of us as a society. And so, you know, to acknowledge those things, to acknowledge and to recognize all of the work 
um, that is done by advocates like yourself, like myself in the space. So I very much appreciate that there is a day to educate and to acknowledge and to celebrate uh, disability, folks with disabilities, our experience and our allies. However, my caveat always being with any of these days that we acknowledge with any of these days, right, that we have one day of a year where we acknowledge this one thing, I wonder, I wonder about how do I phrase this? I wonder if it takes away from the other 364 days of the year, right? It's like, it's like, you know, when we talk about Valentine's Day and we say, oh, on Valentine's Day, we tell our partners that we love them. But what do we do the other 364 days of the year? Do we not say that I love you because it's not Valentine's Day? I feel like, you know, we need to acknowledge and work and advocate and educate and increase access and inclusion 364 days of the year so that on that 365th day we can celebrate all of that work that has been done and so i just as much as i want to celebrate that one day i want to make sure that we don't forget about those other 364 days and all of this stuff that needs to be done in order to celebrate and recognize and appreciate and honor uh, because if we don't do that work in those 364 days, there's no point in having a day to celebrate, right? Um, so right. that's sort of where my head goes. It's like, it's great. And I look at what's happening in our city here in Vancouver. And, uh, you know, because the UN does some things to celebrate, there's some things in New York City to celebrate this day. There's like not a lot happening in Vancouver. There's an event happening um, at the Roundhouse on December the 4th. Um, but there's not a heck of a lot of stuff happening in Vancouver to celebrate December the 3rd um so what does that tell you that know. we have a lot more work to do. Ah, so uh so yeah so it's 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 something that i always continue to think about in my own brain about um about you know what we do to celebrate it and what we do in the days in between this day of the year and how we recognize the disability experience on all of those other days right you know because it's great again it's great to have that one day but I need to be recognized and included and celebrated and valued 365 days of the year, not just one day of the year. So that's where not I am. Just, yeah. Not just one day of the year. I think it's a one step in many, many steps forward, right? Mm. And it's hard to do so much work and so much work. A lot of the stuff is behind the scenes as well. And we don't get the recognition even on the day that we're supposed to be able to celebrate this. I noticed a lot of correlation between the early days of pride parades for queer folk and how small those celebrations were right? and how much work was put into just having one day or one month or one week of celebration and yeah. to honor us. So you have a lot of work ahead of us. Yeah, um, you know, in, in terms of, of the disability experience, you know, sometimes I wonder about, you know, Allison, we talk about this a lot, how many, you know, who, who puts on these celebrations and how many spoons do we have to do this? You know, it's also December 3rd. So are people like, you know, the weather is kind of icky and the days are darker and colder and, you know, we're, we're, we're you know, um, transitioning into holiday time of year, whatever that looks like for folks. So are we already at a time where we're kind of at capacity? And so adding another thing onto our plates feels like, oh, that's another thing to have to do, right? On a dark, rainy, 
night in Vancouver where maybe, you know, you're already having a holiday party for work or friends or school or whatever the many things you might do, right? Um, you know, so maybe it's a, like a bad time of year to have a celebration. I don't know the answer to that particular. Maybe it's just difficult for folks in the disability community to put something on. Maybe there's a lack of funding to be able to do that. You know, what are the barriers to putting something on? You know, are there spaces that are just not accessible that you can, I don't know, air quotes, rent out or, um, you know, find a venue that is accessible? And maybe that's why we don't have more um, events that are happening because certainly you're not going to have outdoor events in the middle of or the beginning of December right so that's not going to be a thing like you might have pride events in you know June or July that kind of thing so you know those are all things that I think may be barriers to putting on events um so you know I I get that maybe that's perhaps a thing um but I also don't see a lot of like celebrations in terms of what like other not for profits are doing or like what like what are arts organizations doing what are you know what are any organizations doing just to say hey we recognize this day and um we not, and it doesn't have to be a big celebration like like sorry my brain's all over the place with this mm -hmm. because yeah. you know a corporation could do this too you know a corporation on valentine's day sells chocolates on saint patrick's day sells green beer in a pub right like any any business any organization can say you know what today's a day we want to recognize and so you know maybe you come into a pub and you've got uh you know a 15 percent discount if you have a uh, if you have a disability like who knows you could do anything if you wanted to acknowledge this day um it doesn't it doesn't discriminate from any business or organization from organizing anything small or large from making an impact on a community right so there's none of that stuff that happens at any level. Um, but like in the arts, we talk a lot about disability representation as we talk about other equity seeking groups and representation. And um, is it on me as the person with the disability, as the artist to go to an arts organization and say, hey, um, what can we do to honor and celebrate this day? because that just asks me to do that extra work as opposed to somebody coming to me or just somebody doing it or inviting me to, right? So I thought with with like the work that I do at the Arts Loop because, you know, our marketing team came to me and said, you know, what should we do? Of course, they came to me a, a week ago and said, what should we do? And I was like, well, it's a little short to do anything, right? Other than to like create a, a Facebook post or an Instagram post acknowledging the day, but maybe next year we do another Crip Cabaret or something like that, where we bring artists with disabilities onto our stage and we make a, a an evening out of it, um, or we have another disability artist market um, at our BMO theater center, right? Like we do something, we have a, we have a day where we do something. Um, so I think that that's where I would like to see it go from a, from a, from an action perspective, you know, a, a do something perspective. And then I would like to see us uplift other artists so it's one thing to recognize the day but it's another thing to say hey you know what um check out artists so and so with a disability they're doing this and it might not be in december but it might be like allison's in a festival in february check out her work and so and so's in a right so if we can learn to uplift um artists with disabilities and, and of course in this context we're talking about artists but artists advocates whatever if we can just start to uplift folks and bring a spotlight to the work that they're doing, 
I think that also is actionable. So those are some of the things I'd like to see us do. I think that that's, that that's, that's admirable stuff. It is admirable stuff. Well, Douglas College, where I'm working right now, yeah. is celebrating the Great. International Day of Persons with Disabilities. So I was on a panel at Douglas College talking about the self-advocate. I was on a panel with three other people with disabilities, talking to students and faculty and staff at Douglas College about this day and about people with disabilities and what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So that's really good. Yeah, it's great. It's a step forward. We need more of that. Absolutely. And again, like what I would submit, Allison, like, yes, absolutely do it. But let, let, let's also do it in February, March, April, May, June, right? Like, let's do it in December, but let's keep doing it throughout the year. Let's not just wait till December to do these things. Let's keep doing them throughout the year. Let's keep doing it throughout the year. That's, That's right. exactly it. That's right. Yeah. Thank you so much, Amy, for being on my show again. Oh, thanks for inviting me. How can the listener find you, by the way? Well, I'm pretty hard to find. <laughs> But they can find me on uh, Facebook is pretty much where I live these days if I do social media stuff because I'm I'm taking kind of a social media holiday um, given the world that we live in these days. But it's Amy Amanti at Facebook, A-M-Y-A-M-A-N-T-E-A. So that's where you can find me. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Amy. Go check Amy out. Thank you. Happy IDPD. <laughs> My next guest today is Janice Lawrence. She is a dancer, a dance instructor with All Bodies Dance Project and many other dance companies, which is amazing. And she does so much in disability rights because she promotes disability rights and disability advocacy on social media, through her arts, through her dance. It's amazing. Janice, what does the International Day for Persons with Disabilities mean to you? And or how do you feel about it? Uh, thanks for um, inviting me to talk about this issue, Allison, and that very kind introduction. Um, you know, disability for many people is a dirty word. And I've had people say to me things like, well, you're the only person in our family that calls themselves disabled. Um, and I have learned that I am very proud to be disabled. And I would love for more people to feel confident in um, just being able to express what they need and who they identify as and to recruit allies so that we don't have to do all the hard work ourselves. I am sitting right now dressed like a Stellar's Blue Jay in a beautiful accessible area of Burnaby Lake. And I have been talking to ducks and Douglas squirrels who climbed on my walker and people and these trails are accessible my parking spot is accessible the bathroom is accessible um, the lookout tower was partly accessible with a ramp and I just really love to be able to go places that are accessible 
and I want more. I want to be able to go to every park and find an accessible trail. And so I want to keep talking about, you know, taking up space, showing up in public, uh, people being comfortable with seeing someone using a mobility aid and not making it the focus of a conversation. Let's talk about the birds. Let's talk about the ducks. I bet you thought I was going to say bees. <laughs> but, well, that too. But, but you know, like, like just make disability normal as part of the human experience. And I'm inspirational when I am facilitating a dance workshop or I'm inspirational when I'm up on stage, but I'm not inspirational for going to get my groceries. <laughs> so just, just getting comfortable at, at the language, making the world more accessible so I'm not so disabled by the space around me. These are hopes for my future. And uh, just... Um, getting people to understand why it's so important to listen to the lived experience of people who live with disabilities so that we can make the world more inclusive and welcoming and let's let's reduce the barriers there's an accessible picnic table right beside me right now and then all the other picnic tables have grass around them and are, don't have that edge cut out and i just think why can't every picnic table be accessible i don't know why can't every trail in a park be accessible? <laughs> I have high hopes for the future. That's a long answer, Allison. You have You're high hopes for the future. That's amazing. <laughs> to have everything accessible so that everyday life is not an inspiration, that being able to teach dance is the inspiration. Yeah, you know, because because everybody has a body. And so I think... It's really important to enjoy movement and whatever that means. And to be able to tap into creativity, however that means for people, is a great source of joy for me. And to be playful and figure out what my body can do. Sometimes I can hang upside down on my wheelchair. Sometimes I can roll around on the floor. Sometimes I can stand on one foot for three seconds. You know, so I'm just exploring what is possible. M my dance doesn't look like anybody else's dance in the world. And that's what makes it interesting, right? And, and interesting and enjoyable to watch because you're promoting this, right? You're promoting what your life is like through dance. Yes. And, and I'm so lucky. I think um, in the last year, I've been able to facilitate dance workshops to several hundred people all around the world because of Zoom. And I, and I facilitate sometimes in person, but it, most of it's in Zoom because um, it's easier when you have an episodic disability to be able to use Zoom to, to, to work. Uh, and sometimes I can show up in physical spaces and that's really cool, but it is a lot more stressful. So I love the idea that we can ask people to share their skills through Zoom and not like not insist that people have to show up in person to do something. And I'm reaching people who would never be able to find an inclusive dance workshop in person. They just would not have that available to them or they cannot leave their home. But I am a dance facilitator for everybody. I'm not just teaching dance to people who are disabled. And I'm surprised that people automatically assume that I am just 
facilitating dance for disabled folks. And that's ableism right there. Like I am a teacher. I'm an instructor. You're if you a have teacher. a body, yeah, like you can come, right? I'm learning from everyone I get to dance with and I have lots to learn. But yeah, it's not like, oh, you're disabled, so you must teach disabled people or, oh, you are disabled, so you must date disabled people. So like, but it's just very interesting to see what stereotypes are out there. You're teaching people how not only about dance, but on how to be inclusive with everyone and to break down those barriers and stigmas. Yes. Yes. I went to the dentist this morning and the lovely medical office assistant told me to be careful as I was walking with my walker and it really upset me. And five minutes later, I was talking about dance and stuff. And I said, you know, when you tell somebody with a disability to be careful when they're walking, it's, it's ableism. Like I know, I know how to move through space. I would never tell you to be careful. Why are you telling me to be careful? <laughs> she was really nice. And we had a good conversation, but I call people, I call people on it. Why yeah. are you telling me to be careful? Like I'm in control of my body. Watch and see. I could go through this doorway. Watch me dance. Be able to dance and teach you how to dance. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yes, yes. People tell me to be careful when I'm dancing and I'm hanging upside down on my wheelchair. And I and I say the same thing to them. Like, would you say that to somebody who was dancing that wasn't using a wheelchair? I was once um, practicing a routine using my mobility scooter outside in a courtyard and security came running and said, you can't do that here. I said, why? Well, you might hurt yourself. I said, I'm a professional. This is my routine. And and other people came up and started advocating for me. And I continued dancing and other people joined in. But it surprises people. You might think you understand what disability is, but everybody who has a disability is different. And we all do different things. Just get to know us on an individual basis, put your stereotypes aside and figure out, does that person really need help? Should I really ask them six times if they need help? <laughs> you can ask me once. <laughs> yeah. So just, like, just representation matters. Just rep like, Representation does so matter. And it's, I think, I think the more we think about our own access needs, it makes us more sensitive to other people and what they might need. And we catch ourselves and think about, oh, you know, should I say this to somebody? Because when somebody says this to me, I don't like it. So I think the more people I know who are different than me, the more it adds to my awareness of how I share space with other people in public. You know, like just being able to reflect and think and listen and connect and just that intersection of um, being part of a minority group has enriched my life because I care more about other people and I ask questions and I'm curious and I want to advocate for other people, not just myself, because I really appreciate when other people advocate for me. To advocate for someone else and because they will return the, the favor and advocate for me as well. Yes. Yes. Like when I see a sandwich ad board on a sidewalk that somebody with vision loss can trip over, I often say something or I'll move it. 
I don't have vision loss, but I have friends who fall over those signs and they're not supposed to be there. <laughs> they're really not supposed to be there. How can the listener find you, Janice? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Dance with Janice, J-A-N-I-C-E. Like the nice way to go through life is to dance. So Dance with Janice on Instagram. That's an All Bodies Dance Project. You can find me on the website under schedule for classes and click on it and join my dance classes on zoom they're free or dance for all bodies which is an american organization but yeah find me connect with me thanks for your time thanks for for all of us thank you thank you thank you for this hopefully i will see you soon as well janice with that don't go anywhere because there will be more on the self-advocate on cfro co-op radio 100.5 FM with your host, Alison Klein. Sitting at home, flicking through your Spotify, wishing for something new. Hop on over to Bandcamp right now and search for Vancouver Co-op Radio. From there, you can see our three albums, Anthems from the Alley, Volumes 1 and 2, and From Pigeon Park to Wall Street, all available for streaming and purchase. Do you dig all three? Buy all of them for a discounted price of $15. Explore folk, alternative, progressive rock, art rock, experimental, blues, poetry, and world music. Go to Bandcamp right now and find us at Vancouver Co-op Radio. You're listening to The Self-Advocate on CFRO Co-op Radio 100.5 FM with your host, Alison Klein. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Alzamira. This episode, I am talking about the International Day for Persons with Disabilities. I have asked some of my friends to come back onto my show to talk about the International Day for Persons with Disabilities. My next guest today is Adam Grant Warren. He is a dancer, a writer, and now works for Real Wheels Theatre, which is even more amazing. And he ended up in my master's thesis even more from the last time we spoke. So very exciting stuff. I didn't know that. Thank you so much, Adam, for being on my show again. It's my pleasure. Quick question, because we're on the topic of the International Day for Persons with Disabilities, this episode. What are your thoughts and feelings around the International Day for Persons with Disabilities? Honestly, um, International Day of Persons with Disabilities, I would say that it's only really been on my radar over the last, I'd say, few years um maybe a couple of years um i am someone who and you know i think we talked about this in in the last time we spoke but i'm someone who is really sort of still coming to my identification as a person with a disability um i've identified as a wheelchair user for a long time but i'm still i'm still kind of orienting myself uh and locating myself in disability community so the idea or, you know, the existence of International Day of Persons with Disabilities is uh, kind of a new thing for me. The idea that, uh, you know, there's a global day that brings people people together. 
um, in celebration of this particular element of atypicality and, and disability, uh, my thoughts are that it's great. My thoughts are that it's great. Um, that it, it, I think the, the existence of the day has shown me how big and proud the population is. Uh, I, in various ways and shapes and forms throughout my whole artistic career and my life, but mostly my artistic career is what has thrown it into really high, you know, sharp focus. I've felt varying degrees of, of alone, um, in my unique experience of, of myself and disability, uh, and in my struggle to, to locate myself, I've felt alone. And I think things like International Day of Persons with Disabilities remind me that I'm not and remind me how big the how how big the range is and how how much room there is inside the the discussion of disability and the scope of disability for me to locate myself. Um yeah, it's a it's a reminder. It's a reminder of community and strength of community, but also size and scope of community. And that's been really, really important to me in ways that I never expected it to be. It is a reminder that the disability community is not just a population of one, just me, right? There's a lot of us and around the world. It's a bigger scope than just myself. Well, each experience of it is so individual. You know, each experience of disability identity is so individual uh, that there, I mean, there are certain elements of, of experience that unite us all. But on the daily, we each navigate and, and negotiate the world in so many different ways that it does feel a bit, it does feel individual. I'm gonna, I'll use the word lonely. It does feel a bit lonely sometimes. You know, the, the, the need to, to articulate yourself and re-identify yourself in, you know, multiple times a day in multiple social interactions, it is tiring. <laughs> it is tiring. <laughs> or it can get tiring, you know, um, and, and International Day of Persons with Disabilities reminds me that there are other people out there that are doing that daily thing, right, and, and that are doing it in so many, all over the world, in so many different shapes and forms, and, you know, committing that energy in that direction, that's, that's, you know, that is, it is, it is, it is a real sort of important element of solidarity. It is very much a, a way for solidarity. And it's hard to to do this type of work alone on a daily basis and to advocate for yourself on a daily basis by yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So that's really hard. That is really hard. What do you hope for the future for this day? That's a good question. Um, I, Again, I think I'm still sort of acquainting myself with the day as it exists now. Um, I think in the future, there is part of me that hopes that the day and, 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 you know, along with many other sort of days of recognition that the, the day itself becomes kind of a redundancy or just a celebration, right? Because when there are these, for me, when there are these days of, 
love recognition, it implies that we don't recognize in, in all the other days, or we don't recognize as much as we should in all the other days. I would like for us to recognize as much as we should in all the other days. And if, and if, you know, International Day of Persons with Disabilities continues into the future, and I'm sure it will, I would love for it to be a celebration of a celebration of the way things are in that future and a recognition of the way things were uh, in the past. In, in much like, you know, if, if you look at sort of pride parades, um, you know, pride parades began as necessary, often violent protests. And they've evolved into celebrations that also keep that that history in mind oh. and reflect on that history. And I think I would like the same for International Day of Person with Disabilities. A celebration and to keep the history alive. To today. to remain aware of where it's come from, the sort of the sort of advocacy that's that brought about the, that's brought about the need, but to position first and foremost as a celebration. And I think it's moving in that direction. My understanding is that it's moving in that direction, but I would love for it to, in the future, hopefully the near future, to be first and foremost, a celebration as yeah. opposed to coming from a place of advocacy. To almost make it so that our advocacy is almost redundant. We don't need always have to be in the forefront 365 days a year advocating yeah. Just to be recognized. As, advocacy. As being... I'd like for it to arrive at a place where advocacy doesn't need to come be the first position. Advocacy and the, and the need for advocacy can be the second or the third position. And celebration can be the first position. That's, yeah. That's my goal. The celebration and disability pride and disability joy. Yeah. Those things can be, those things can be the first position. And then we recall and we remember and we honor the need for advocacy that brought the thing forward. That's a great hope, a great hope to for the future, for that advocacy, that one day where we celebrate the other days in our calendar year. Yeah. How can the listener find you, Adam? I am at adamgrantwarren.com. Uh, I tend to stay away from the socials personally. But you can also find me and my work um, uh, at realwheels.ca. I think it's realwheels.ca. Just Real Wheels Theater is, is I'm also there and I'm on their socials. Um, and All Bodies Dance Project here in Vancouver. You can also look them up, uh, allbodiesdance.ca, I think it is. And then, yeah, and then just adamgrantwarren.com is also the easiest way to reach me because there's a contact point. And if you want to say hello, Drop me an email. I read them all. Um, and it'll be great. Our connection with All Bodies Dance as well and the All Bodies Dance project with the Hutzpah Festival. That was really fun. It was. It was a good time. It was a good time. That was a lot, but it was it must have been a lot more for you and Naomi. Yeah. Well, it was, I mean, it's it was it was a process, a, pro, a process unlike any other process that either of us had really engaged in before. So it was you know, it was it was fun to learn and it was a great community and it was a good sized cast. And I loved that for me personally, I loved that even though everybody who began in the project didn't end up on stage, everybody was, 
you know, represented. Everybody was part of it. Um, there were voices and there were stories from everybody who contributed, even though there were, I think, in the end, only six performers on stage. It was a collaboration of everyone's input, which was lovely. And the celebration, like you said, for the International Day for Persons with Disabilities, to have that celebration and to have that celebration at the Chutzpah Festival afterwards with the honey cake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, I mean, I think the, the dwell in itself wasn't, you know, it wasn't designed as a celebration of disability. It was a celebration of community. And inside that community, persons with disabilities were part of there were representations, there was representation inside it, but it was first and foremost, a representation of broad and varied community. It's nice to see that celebration of community like that. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Adam, for doing this. Of course. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. With that, don't go anywhere because there will be more on the self-advocate on CFRO Co-op Radio 100.5 FM with your host, Hey, Jim, did you know you can adopt a show for less than $20? Really? So does that mean for 100 bucks I could adopt a whole month? Yeah, and if you're cheap, you can choose February and just pay 80 bucks. Vancouver Cooperative Radio. CFRO 100.5 FM. You're listening to The Self-Advocate on CFRO Co-op Radio 100.5 FM with your host, Alison Klein. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Alzamira. This episode, I am talking about the International Day for Persons with Disabilities. I have asked some of my friends to come back onto my show to talk about the International Day for Persons with Disabilities. My next guest today is Joanne Gunther, who is a self-advocate and the past president and also a current member of BC People First. BC People First is a self-advocacy group in BC, around BC, for people with disabilities. They are an amazing movement to go and follow. Thank you so much, Joanne, for being on my show again. You betcha. My question to you, Joanne, is... What are your thoughts or feelings about the International Day for People with Disabilities? Ah, I think it's very exciting that we do this. It's um, important, very important, because um, there are so many things that we need to work on. And it's uh, you work on human rights and stuff like this. So many rights that we still need to work on for people with disabilities. And it's a day for us to be recognized, isn't it? Well, you betcha. You know, it's just not that day should be, we should be working on it every day. We should be work- working that idea every day, not just one day. Yes. That is exactly it. How can the listener find you, Joanne? Well, one good way is you can reach me at um, BC People First. Um, there's um, 
a coder and you could just type into the into BC people first and that's how you could get me through that. And I'd be welcome to help anybody in any way that I can do it. To help others. That's amazing. Yes. So go check out PC people first. Oh yeah. And then check on what we have been doing. And um uh, remember last time I was on your radio station, we talked about a cookbook. Uh, we we got a new one done, but it's not ready to sell. So we need to check on that. And many other things that we work on. We work on like housing. Um, uh, any, any, any appointment. Uh, human waste, maybe it's due to medical, uh, maybe due to some other problems that a disability has. And um, we take anything and we try our best to make that problem better. You know, and you know, if we work together, it will make it so much easier. Yeah, to work on employment and housing and entertainment and everything to make it better for everyone, not yes. just those without disabilities. You got that right. Yes, it should be a world that we all could be living together. It doesn't matter if you got disability or not. You know, and sometimes I think in a lot of ways you might have a disability, you just you just can't show it. You know, everybody got their 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 spiritual um uh lives and that and like I say, people wear glasses. You know, that's kind of like a disability or or is something else. So, you know, it's not like you can see it or not. That's your matter. You know, we should be into this together. No matter what. That community to work on things together and to be recognized like those that's, without disabilities. That's right. You know, I'm not trying to make it that way. I I might not solve the world, but <laughs> but I like to do what I can, and many other ones, other people who are disability, they do what they could do too. You know, yeah, make the world a better place for that. You see, people first. I mean, and maybe we could we talk it over and and see what can we plan to make, you know, to help each other. To help one another. Thank you so much, Joanne, for You're talking with me today. You're very welcome. And it's good to uh, talk with you again. Enjoy your day. My next guest today is Andrea 
Kaelinjin, who is an ally. She's a trained dancer. She works for All Bodies Dance and the Vancouver International Push Festival as the new accessibility coordinator. Thank you so much, Andrea, for being on my show. My big question is, what are your thoughts and or feelings about the International Day for People with Disabilities? Uh, Hi, Allison. Thanks so much for having me on your show. I listened to your International Day for Persons with Disabilities episode from last year when I was getting to... uh, getting interested in you and your work. And I'm really uh, honored to be included. So thanks. My thoughts are many and and also a little bit scattered. I'm not a person with a disability. And so I think of December 3rd as a day that reminds me and us to continue to pay attention to and learn from the members of our community. I think that it's just another another day to celebrate and remember to pay attention to if you, the people in your community that are offering so generously all this information for us. And so for me, I feel really grateful through um, my work with All Bodies Dance and now more recently with Push Festival to be in relationship and in community with uh, lots of friends and new colleagues that are just constantly being so generous with their information, sharing their stories, their experience, their knowledge with me uh, about access and ableism and disability justice. And these are things that for me have really changed the way I move through the world and are super valuable. I could talk more about that, but that's that's the main that's the main thing that comes to mind. Is to to listen, to learn, to honor people with disabilities, and create allyship mm-hmm. and relationship. Like I feel like my allyship is is based in the friendships and relationships that I have and am forming. And as a dancer, I think it was interesting being trained up in a way that through ballet and then contemporary dance in a way that really put forward one way of being and uh, that was the right way and the best way and the way that we're all striving towards and so for me personally it's been really valuable and illuminating to be learning from people with disabilities about ableism in order to work to unlearn some of these value systems that put some types of people and bodies and minds above others and that's one place where that learning has been really resonant for me as to have a different mindset mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and question what hierarchies are ingrained in you that are that are wrong that are learned from an ableist society that might prevent you from seeing the world in a just way and prevent you and your community from being well that's exactly it it's retraining your brain and questioning what is going on how can the listener find you andrea you can find me on the All Bodies website uh, as one of their facilitators. I often teach their accessible free dance class on Saturday afternoons at the Roundhouse, but the schedule is changing. And you can also find me at access at pushfestival.ca. And we can talk about this year's festival and the accessible offerings that we are programming. And catch um, you at All Bodies Dance and bodies- at the Push Festival. <laughs> 
Yeah, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much, Shandria, for talking with me today. Thanks so much. I'm so happy to be here and to be a member of this community. My last guest today is Jennifer Dew from Open Door Group, and they have an exciting event to talk about, which is happening on Monday, December 4th, which is today when this show is airing on Co-op Radio. Hi, everyone. My name is Jennifer Du. I am the Marketing and Communication Manager at Open Door Group. Pronounce she, her. I am super excited. And thank you so much, Allison, for providing us with this exciting opportunity to share about our upcoming event. So our event called Project Everybody is a film and live performance evening show. It's going to make a return on December 4th at Vancouver City. Uh, the event will take place from 5.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. at the historical and beautiful Roundhound Youngtown. Um, we wanted to extend invitation for all of you to join us uh, because this is the annual festival celebrating the International Day for Persons with Disability. This is one of our popular and most sell-out events every year. This event is a family-friendly, uh, it's 100% free to enter and join the event and it's open to the public. Um, we have free food and free drink come on a first come, first serve. Um, this event led by Open Dog Group in collaboration with Possibility. Uh, this is an impactful community event that reflects the collaboration of community and nonprofit organization, championing diversity and inclusion. This celebration isn't just about showcasing talent of all the artists that we have that are persons with disability. It's also about honoring the achievement and advocating for thriving, diverse, and inclusive communities. So what can you expect? It's going to be an evening show that packed with stand-up comedy, short film, live music, and hip-hop dance. And best of all, uh, we definitely everything is 100% free. Uh, you will need to register in order to join this event and hurry. The event itself is already 80% booked by now. Um, so... To register for the event, make sure that you check our website at www.projecteverybody.ca uh, to register for this event. If you have any question, please feel free to email us at info at opendoggroup.org. Uh, we'll be, be more than happy to, you know, to assist you. Um, so yeah, we hope to see you soon. And uh, also, just so you know, if you are unable to attend on the day of the event, no worry. The event it will be live streaming on December fourth at six p.m. on Open Job Group Facebook page. So I hope to see everyone. And thank you so much again, Allison, for providing me with the opportunity to, um, you know, to spread the news on this special event for everyone. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for talking about this exciting event and i hope to see you there you've been listening to the self-advocate on cfro co-op radio 100.5 fm with your host allison klein you can find me on instagram and twitter at allison mira if you missed any part of this show or want to listen to it again you can find it on Spotify, podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. To end out this show, let's put on our theme song, Better Miracle by Kiprios. Kiprios is a Vancouver-based rapper. Even though he doesn't have a disability, the song, Better Miracle, 
talks about having a better tomorrow, but not a miracle. Enjoy more programming, everyone. Today, my window, the sun came through. Today was the day I thought I'd look to my window. Felt the pain that I knew. The sun heard about it when he came to, came through. Good looking out, I needed you. Today was the day that didn't need rain. My window looked to me to make a change. The sun rising to the occasion, came through. Good looking out, I needed you. Oh, 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 oh. I know, within myself I'm gonna be okay Remember, back then I've come a long way The dream may never ever be the same But came true, get here with you and that'll do I know, the road I'm on is not an easy way Remember, that I will define the path I take The dream, yeah I'm a dreamer, what can I say Came true, get here with you and that'll do I feel it's in my fingers I know it's in my soul now Don't need, I don't need a miracle Just want to get a bit I feel it's in my fingers, I know it's in my soul now Don't need, I don't need a miracle, just want to get a little better oh, oh. I'm not asking for a miracle, oh, oh. just want to get a little bit better Just want to get a little better I feel it's in my 